this episode is packed full of ideas on all the best family days out around the Midlands. There are so many great places to go and things to see. How do you choose, especially when some can be so expensive? Welcome back to Brummy Mummies. My name is Zoe Chamberlain. I'm a journalist, author and mum. I launched Brummy Mummies as a community for families to help people to connect both online and in person. My goal is to share with you stories from the most inspiring mums and dads to help you find out how they juggle family life and everything that comes with it. Today I'm chatting to Birmingham mum, Lavania Olaban, who runs a blog called The Amazing Adventures of Me, all about getting out and about with her son Arlo. We talk about our own experiences on the best days out we've enjoyed offer tips on how to save money and suggest some places you might never have heard of before. Hi Lavadia, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Hi Zoe, how are you? Are you okay? I'm very well, thank you. And you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Good. So we're talking all about days out today, which I know you talk about a lot on your blog. Tell me about some of your favourite days out in the Midlands. Oh my gosh. Okay. So many, but Arlo is, uh, he's four now and he's big thing is animals. So we always arrange our days around visiting different animals and dinosaurs as well. So his favorite place to go is the West Midland Safari Park. Um, Oh, I love it there. It's great. It's such a good day out for us. Um, And it's one of those things where it's quite an expensive day out for us. So I like to try and look around to see if I can get vouchers or two for ones. And I think I ended up buying an annual pass for the Safari Park a couple of years ago. Um, so it's something we're going to do again this year. And I love it that even if you don't have an annual pass, when you buy a ticket, you get to go again for free. Yes. So that big ticket cost, it doesn't put me off because I can go twice for that, which is great. Um, and it's so- nice having an annual pass because you can just drop in and do the different activities can't you maybe not do everything all in one day oh exactly I mean I've spoken to so many people about this it is a big day out for kids and there's so much there so you've got the drive-through safari and my my top tip for people visiting is don't do the safari in the morning first of all because there's always a lot of traffic and it's what everyone wants to do I would say park your car and go and explore everything else because there's so much that the safari has to offer and then by about lunch time you'll notice that you can kind of see the drive-through area and there's less traffic so we always then have our lunch we have a picnic just by the park cars on some grass and then we head to the drive-through and sort of by the afternoon time I notice that the animals are a little bit more awake um, and they're always out and about so you can see them a bit better when you drive around. Oh, that's a really good tip. Well, one thing I think is really nice about the safari park because I, I like you I've been taking my kids there for years and it's really kind of grown with them that there's just still always been new things that they've been interested in to suit their age group oh definitely Um, which you know might be that the rides you know they can go on different rides as they get bigger or last time they went they were really fascinated by the bat cave which they've never been interested in before (laughs) you know and it's uh, I think it's it's good because I think a lot of the other theme parks either they're too short to go on the big rides or there seems to be like a gap where you know they either have to be little to go into the little section or big to go on the thrill seeker rides whereas I think it bridges the gap really well at the safari park. Oh definitely I find that really challenging when you're planning a day out and I think Arlo's oldest cousin is nine so he's just on the cusp of finding yes. some things too babyish um, but yeah when we go to the safari park it's something we can all enjoy together 
and I don't I don't know about it, but when you're feeding the animals on the drive through, everyone's like a big kid, aren't they? It's we kind of <laughs> we always me, get yeah. yeah they, they do those boxes of food and we end up having to get one each because even the adults are like, you know, it's fighting over it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's crazy. So how do you think the Safari Park compares to other um attractions like that, say like Drayton Manor and Alton Towers? It's interesting you say that actually. I was looking online and I think the company that owns the Safari Park now is linked to Drayton Manor in some they way. They are, yes. Because, um, and you'll have to check, I don't know the offers change all the time, but I'm sure if with my annual pass, I get a free visit to Drayton Manor with that. Yes, or, I think you and do. And vice versa. So I'm really looking forward to going to Drayton Manor. And we love Drayton Manor. I, the last time I went was Christmas um, a year ago with Arlo to Thomasland. So, and that's really for the little ones. And I love it there because they also do the, um, they do like an adult and toddler ticket. So before he started school, and this is a top tip for people that have got preschoolers, is a lot of attractions do an adult and toddler ticket, which is a lot lower price um, than going on a weekend or in a school holiday. You get a quieter experience. So Thomas Land is great for all those rides for little ones. Um, so, you know, if you've got a three or four year old, some of them they can go on independently. Um, but Drayton it's quite Manor's... nice that you can go on as a parent with them, though. As oh well, yeah, isn't it's, it? it's great, and I, I don't find it. It's, the queues aren't ever too big on the weekdays. But what I love about Drayton Manor is they've also got a zoo. So, yes. like I said, where Arlo loves the animals, you've got the Thomas Land whole experience, um, and then you you can get on a train on a Thomas. It's either Thomas or one of the other characters, and it takes you to like another area in the theme park, and they've got. Um, like a, they've got another big massive play area it's a wooden train train um and then they've got like a big sandpit thing another walking with dinosaurs bit and then they've got um it's a much more natural um kind of zoo it's not it's not huge like the safari park but they've got lots of different animals that you can see i'm sure they've got a tiger there and they've got a really nice reptile aquarium type building mm. so Arlo loves that because they've got like uh, tortoise and crocodiles and snakes and they've got a huge parrot collection too so again it's one of those days where you go on the rides you have a bit of lunch you might get a bit fed up of that but then you can go to the other area transport on the train in a different world and then there's just loads to do and something we what I love about Drayton Manor is Thomas Land obviously is a little bit young for some of the older kids but when you've got those older ones that you're a little bit more confident with and they don't need to be supervised all the time, you can say, well, you guys go and queue for that ride. We'll meet you back here. So there's still things for everyone to do. Yes, it's not um, so big that you feel like they're going to get lost. Yeah, because I think the hard thing is, is when you've got the little ones, they're basically sat in a pushchair watching the big kids queue up for a ride and then they're just kind of stuck there all day. So it's kind of, you can either split up as a family, one adult go there with someone, send some of the older teenagers off, meet back. There's loads of different places for food. There's rides that you can do together as a family. I think one of our favourite rides is one that you sit on and it's like a boat and you just go around and it's got like blasters, like laser blasters. Oh, so yes. you, and it's like a target <laughs> thing. But that's just something, again, that everyone can do. So, And then obviously they've got one of those huge lug flumes, but like Arlo's not old enough to go on that, but some of the bigger ones can. And then they've got like a carousel. And they've got Mine love the, I don't know if it's still called the Accelerator. It used to be called Ben 10 and they used to just love that ride and we'd just go on it again and again and again. Yeah, and that's one of the first ones that I think my nephews could go on because the height on that is a little bit lower and it goes backwards, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's quite Yeah, it's quite thrilling without being too terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, and I think what I noticed that that ride, I quite like the, the queue process, even though it's 
a, a longer queue because it's the bigger rides in the theme park. It's quite um, a nice display. There's like huge cars and different it things. It feels so quite like Disney, doesn't it? The way that they make yeah. the queue more interesting. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's a lot different. And I just love the fact that Drayton Manor is, I mean, if you're in Birmingham City Centre, it's probably about 40 minutes from Spaghetti Junction, isn't it? So it's yes. not actually that far away. Um, and it's one of those places that you can, a, a day is it more than enough to explore. Um, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> and what about Alton Towers? Have you done CBBS? So I haven't been to Alton Towers for a while. Um, I think it's a longer journey, isn't it? But yeah. I, um, I, I love all of the rides. I think that's a big, big ride, and it's one of those places that I think Alton Towers because they've got splash landings too. It's one of those places that if I'm travelling there, I know it's an expensive day out and a bit of a treat. But if I can stay in the hotel and do the swimming and then stay overnight and then get the experience of the theme park the next day, just because there's so much to do yes. that you don't want to miss everything. Um, but I've um, seen online there's some new rides there this year, so it's definitely on my list. Yeah, um, there's three new attractions coming to CBB's Land, so, yeah, it's quite a lot yes, going on. And I like the idea that you've got CBB's Land again for the little ones so they don't feel left out, and it just feel like a really family-based attraction. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's somewhere where everyone can go and enjoy. Um, so obviously but, yeah. all of those that we're talking about, they're quite pricey days out, although you've given us some money-saving tips. What do you think for kind of cheaper days out or even free days out? Oh, oh I've got lists and lists of lists. I love the fact if you're in Birmingham, there are so many open spaces um, yes. and parks. Um, so I've got a huge lists of different parks to go to. Which are some of your favourites? Um, so I am South Birmingham, so we love the Licky Hills. Yes. Um that's just quite natural um and for us that's literally 10 minutes away there's um, a nice I, sculpture trail there isn't there we've just put together a guide on sculpture trails around the midlands and there's quite a few actually which is nice and then i'm just trying to think right, um if i go up to Cannock chase and the gruffalo trail they've just added some new bits so that's a really good, again for the little ones and Cannock chase is somewhere that we like to go on bike rides too so arlo got a bike for christmas um and he's getting a little bit more of independence. So all the trails there, you can spend a long time wandering around. Um, and then like places like Middleton um, Lakes and things like that, you can hire bikes. Um, yeah, and there's loads of different hidden parts. I mean, places like Cannon Hill Park. We love going to Cannon Hill right in the middle of Birmingham. And then it's not free, but they've got a few little rides in Cannon Hill Park. On a nice day, you can go on the swan boat. On the swans, yes, And then on just the next lake. door, um, it's not called the Nature Centre anymore. I'm showing my age here, but the, the, yeah, the, 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 the Birmingham Conservation. Park. Yeah, but everyone listening will know it's the Nature Centre on the Persia Road. And that's it's it's not free, but obviously um, it's not expensive. So that's no. a nice day out for animals as well. And you can kind of do all of that. Um, and we just... Arlo's still old enough that his bike isn't too big I can put it in the back of the car and go and explore um, and we also like riding on the canal towpaths as well mm. and there's a lot of where we are we can kind of park the car up and there's a lot of routes and paths that you can take um, if you're sort of on the edge of Birmingham and not in the city there's walks that you can go on um, so we've got near us it's the back of Alve Church you can park in Barnt Green and you can go on a wonder around Bittle Reservoir and we yeah. did this a lot in lockdown because we couldn't visit any farms we couldn't visit any zoos nothing was open but we could go and walk along these national right-of-way routes take a little old a to z map and see where we could go you can wander around the reservoir you can see just like the natural farm animals so there's always cows there's always horses there's always sheep 
there's a small holding like a private farm but you can walk along paths and I think they've got llamas and chickens and different things so and then bird watching there's so yes. many different um places to go to see the birds Earlswood Lakes is a good one um for a wonder um the, the reservoir right in the middle of the city centre is it Edgebaston Reservoir? Edgebaston yes and places like that I really like to explore and then I am in so many different Facebook groups at the moment because what I found is lots of different communities host different events so um we love a festival called Coco Mad it's in Cottridge oh, every year yes. so they host a big event and it's you know live music um lots of different stalls to explore street food that kind of thing so it's free to go and just soak up the atmosphere and then you could just give the kids a little bit of pocket money and they do a really great sort of innovative idea which um is they all stalls have to have like I think it's a 50p thing for kids so you know whether it's a lucky dip or a little game that they have to play that's such a good so idea all the kids can afford it's it pocket it's money, 50p yeah. or 20p yeah but they make it a rule that every stand and stall there has to have that for the kids and Cottridge Park is really good in the fact that they, we went to um, something where it was an initiative with students from the university came along and did like science in the park. So we had a guy talking to us about how to make the best bubbles and his secret ingredient was KY jelly, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> but it was talking about how if you add lubricant to bubbles, it makes them even better. So he was making these life-size bubbles. I think we've seen him because he's been involved with the Bourneville Book Fest stuff, That's hasn't it, he? Yeah, so and the, and the festivals at uh, Selly Manor as well, which is another lovely place to go. Yeah. And I like to, whenever I'm having a wander around a park, there's always like a notice board. So I always try and pause. Arlo's running off on his bike to chase the ducks or whatever, but I always try and stop or take a picture of it. So I remember what's going on because there's so many different community events and charities and groups. And in Northfield and Kings Norton, they always have like the beach in the summer. So they just come and have a big... I don't know, a dump truck comes and puts a load of sand out and there's like music and yeah, there's just loads of different things that go on. And that's and a, a really nice atmosphere, isn't it? Because yeah. we've got a few kind of hidden, we're calling them hidden beaches around the Midlands now, haven't we? Like the uh, Bosworth. Um, oh, yeah. Nature Trust, that's really good. They're the Country Park and the Cotswolds one as well. Um, yeah. And it's just so much easier to take the kids there than driving them all the way to the coast. I was really shocked when I went to Samuel Valley and I watched a lady. She had a tent right by the side of the water on the Swan Lake. And she went into a tent, came out in a swimming costume. She tied a little float to herself and then just went swimming in the water. And I was like, oh! <gasps> Oh my gosh, like that's insane. That's brave. But actually, <laughs> like it was summer and it was lovely. And I just thought, you know what? Like that's great. And just around from the Canuck Chase, you've got Chase Water and the kids can just have a little splash. I always take a, a bag of clean clothes and actually it'll make you laugh. But Arlo, any water, he's in there. So I can't even go into the city centre. If you want to research good places to go, libraries are a good place to start. Yes. But it's Birmingham Central Library. There's fountains outside in Centenary Square. Mm-hmm. And in the summer, Arlo is literally throwing his shoes at me and his socks because he wants to run in that water. So if it's <laughs> hot and you don't even want to go anywhere, if, if you can just grab a change of clothes for your li- little ones, just let them splash in the fountain in the middle of the city centre. It's, you know, live and let live, I say. It's all fun. Yes. It's all memories for them. I, it I, is. The kids always say to me, remember when you let us do this? And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> every day well, is an adventure yes. <laughs> I know <laughs> and I think that's nice we I know in the past my kids have gone paddling in uh in the like the little river um the river at Arley which is nice as well yeah 
So, and another thing that we love is um, going to the Just So Festival. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. That's a no. family festival that's uh, Stoke on Trent Way, so not oh, too wow. far from Alton Towers. And that's a really amazing family festival. It's like it's lovely for. Um, parents as well as children you just oh, kind okay. of everyone gets dressed up in costumes and it's just you just let your imaginations run wild oh, for a whole weekend yeah you would love that that's I think really another good. one that we always look forward to is the they have in Stratford upon Avon they have the festival um, yes it's normally around the first or second week in July and that's normally that's really busy though it's really busy but there's just so much free entertainment and it's just such a lovely atmosphere Stratford's really nice for a day out anyway, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It? We tend to go on a Sunday um, because they've got all the market stalls again. It's just nice yes. to wander up and down, have a look at the stalls. Um, we go to Stratford Butterfly Farm. That's Lovely. such a beautiful place to explore. If you've got little ones, I mean, it's not a full day out. It's You'd probably be there for about an hour or two, but you um, pay to go in and you're in like a giant greenhouse and there's just thousands of butterflies around um, and they have little bits of fruit around. So if you're interested in taking pictures, if your little ones love animals and they've got they've got ants and they've got lizards and tarantulas as well, so that makes Arlo happy. Um, and it, yeah, so that's just a lovely little place to explore if you're over that way. Have you taken him to Magic Alley? Not yet. It was oh, on that's so lovely. Yeah, oh. we, we've been there at Christmas time, which has been really lovely. It's something quite magical about it. Yeah, it's definitely on the name to suggests. explore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just, we like that one. There's just so many places to explore. I think um, I know I've talked a lot about free open spaces, but you said about Arley and just um, Arley Arboretum and Bodes the yes. Arboretum. They're about 10, 15 minutes drive apart and they are beautiful places. And they're not too expensive to get no, into, it's, are it's they? Not, it's not expensive. And my favourite, um, I'd recommend going to visit those places around Easter time because they do trails. Um, so they often set up like a theme, whether it's like Peter Rabbit or something like that. And then all the kids will go on a trail through the woods. And these are just beautiful spaces. So Arley Arboretum is our favourite place to visit because just by the children's park at the back is the best view of the Seven Valley Railway. Oh, lovely. So if you've got little ones that like trains, if, you, if you're if you there at just the right time, you can kind of check the train times of when they're leaving the station. You'll see the steam train go across the valley. They'll toot the horn and blow the steam. And that's just people literally come out of the play park and everyone kind of sits on this like bank of grass just to watch. Um, and then they've just got these beautiful trails again. So you can follow Peter Rabbit. They did an elf trail at Christmas. They've got a fairy they have trail. Fairy trails, don't they? And dinosaur yeah. ones. And it's it's just beautiful. And then both of them just around the corner. They're, they're lovely too. They've got these these five pools of water. And then if you go all the way around Bodenham, there's an actual working farm sort of right in the middle of it, which you just kind of appears out of nowhere and so you're kind of standing in like near these barns that have got cows and there's a donkey and chickens so again like I said with Arlo he loves the animals it's just a lovely place to go and visit and they've got one of these pools which I haven't seen this anywhere else so they've got so many fish in these pools that they give you this food and you can feed the fish and they they come up and they're huge it's they're not like koi cut they're just massive fish and you can just stand there and feed the fish and the ducks and it's just... Yeah, they're amazing, aren't they? Yeah, it's just one of those experiences that Arlo always asks to go back to. So I really love that they do like a real life 
natural nativity there, don't they? With the donkey. And I think that's a lovely thing to do. Yeah, it's definitely, um, if you're planning to go, keep a lookout on their websites because they have different events through the year. They all do like Christmassy trails, um, different evenings. Um, they often do like guided tours. If you're into photography, they'll often do like, yes. come with us for this day or evening. So And a really nice tea room as well. Yes. I'm one of those people that I always pack a rucksack. I've always got my water bottles and snacks. But if I can go somewhere that's got a cafe and buy a nice cake, I am very happy. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little <laughs> treat, bad. isn't it? Um, but yeah, in most places I do pack a bag just because I'm I'm a bit worried about like the cost of things. So it's all right for me with Arlo. I've just got one. But if I take all the other kids out with me. Yes. One thing I forgot to mention. Have you ever been to Cosford? Yes, that's a great free day out. That isn't it? is one of the best free day outs, and the best thing about that is most of it's indoors. So it's it's basically an aircraft museum, and for little ones, if you're into planes or you know like army stuff or whatever, like it, they've got loads of big things. I think they've even got things like um, that are linked to space travel, and it's these massive aircraft hangars, and you're just wandering around looking at these planes, and it's so informative. But, I mean, Logan, our nine-year-old cousin, he's just happy looking and reading all of the information and, like, getting that bit of educational experience where Arlo's kind of running around looking at how big things are and he's just amazed. And then my middle nephew, Lincoln, he was just so happy to find a plane, the Lincoln Bummer, because he was like, it's not my name. (laughs) Um, And they've got a lovely play area outside. Um, They've got, um, like, a flight simulator. You pay a little bit to go and like watch it's almost like a little movie and you're you you are a red arrow uh so I love things like that it is um, really good I think they really bring the whole thing to life for kids don't well for everybody really not just for kids it's interesting for all family members look, we uh, we love things like that so Arlo likes to we like to look at some of the big events that happen in the Midlands so it's not like a tourist attraction, they come around. So you've got things like they do the Midlands Air Show and I think it's at Ragley Hall. Yeah. And it's a three-day event. And so obviously you've got some people that are like experts and know everything about it. But for a family day out, it's great to just go sit and watch all the planes and just learn about it all. Um, And they have the Saturday Balloon Festival as well. So that's a lovely day out. Things like that are really good. Um, And then I'm talking about a lot of high-energy boy things here um but i'm interested in it as well just so much as the girls and our niece oh no i think it's really good it's really nice they do um truck fest so if you've got anyone that loves monster trucks and things like that that's usually at the um at the malvern showground yes Um, but it travels around and they do that nationally um so they have like um all the big uh, 18 wheeler trucks they've got lorries they have like representation from the police force and fire engines and then they have like these big arenas where they have like you know um dirt bikes jumping and people on fire and all that kind of thing and so that's just like another day out that's something to look out for on the calendar to see when it is Um, that sounds really fun i've never been to that and yeah. it's just, again, so you go to places like this and there's usually stalls um, and like things to sort of like buy and like little shops and and then normally some fairground rides and things. But yeah, there's just like a big arena display and I love things like that. It's just such a, it's different. And what I like about things like that is you learn something new. Yes. Um, and I'm always like, oh my gosh, they're a famous monster truck driver and they've got, you've got the programme and I go and get Arlo to get his signature on them and things. So we love things like that. <laughs> it is. It's really exciting, isn't it, to find some somewhere a bit different. Yeah. One place that we went to that was a bit like that was Puzzlewood. Have you ever been there? Oh, I love it. 
It's like you're walking in Lords of the Rings. It really is, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it's like going into another realm. I just so I think it's we, amazing. We actually, um, we, I think we've gone to Cornwall or Devon. And obviously driving to places like that on holiday is quite a long drive. So I like to kind of look along the route map and figure out where I can stop off halfway. Yes, and good sometimes idea. If, if I've got a holiday that's Monday to Friday, I might go on the Sunday before and just book a hotel just to break, because driving like that, drive to Cornwall from the Midlands, trying to get to that it's beach, it's sometimes way, six it? or seven yeah, hours, it's That's long. a good idea. Yeah, because Puzzlewood's in the Forest of Dean, isn't it? So that does make a really good stop off. Yeah, so it's perfect. And there's a few other things. There's a railway just nearby to that. So Puzzlewood, I'd say, is probably about a half a day activity, but it is, you like, it's like walking in Lord of the Rings. And they give you this leaflet and there's all different things to find around yes. the wood um and you're looking in yeah, the like little bridges and yeah. houses and, and all these and sculptures and it's crazy but you can see why obviously people that work for these film companies have have chosen that as a destination like um on set filming yes and when you read about how many different things it's been in i think did they film merlin there as well yeah and star wars they've had stormtroopers yeah. going across the bridges and things yeah, so if you're into those kind of things you can literally find that in the film and go and get yourself a picture taken in those spots um, yes and there's a little farm there as well isn't there yeah little yeah they've got all little animals and little ones it's just magical and it's just play when we go to places like that I kind of like to let Arlo walk ahead and I just kind of stand back and I just like to watch him because he's looking up and around and he's kind of it's that awe and that experience of of the space and I'm experiencing it too for the first time but I just love to watch his reaction it makes you just seeing little ones enjoy being outdoors and all of that nature it's kind of it just makes oh, you, it's, your heart feel warm doesn't it <laughs> it does it's just so wonderful to see it through their eyes yeah it is. It's just lovely. Oh, definitely. And of course, there's quite a lot to do in that area. So as you say, it's a couple of hours there, but you could go on. There's a sculpture trail at, uh, in the yeah. Forest of Dean Beach and Hurst Forest, I think it is. The Birmingham Museum's reopening again soon. I'm so, that'll so be good. excited Me for that. Too. I absolutely love the museums and the art galleries. And um, yeah, there's just so much to see. Like all those um, the Egyptians and the mummies. That's yes. something he's just suddenly started to become really interested in. And it's one of those places where... If we've been walking through the city centre when it's raining and it's horrible and, and you're just a bit like, oh, what can we do? It's free to wander in and there's always just something different. There's yes, nice you find rooms. something new every time you go, don't you? Oh, yeah. And I think it's, I mean, you don't want to, it's really hard to keep them interested looking around the whole time. You can just, I've taken Arlo with some paper and his own crayons and we've sat in one of those rooms with all the big paintings and I've just let him like sit on the floor and do his own drawing. So he's kind of learning and engaged in there. And I think with, with the Egyptian display, I think there's a mummified crocodile or something in there and he thinks that's the best thing ever. <laughs> and it's just it's just being absorbed. All that information's being absorbed. It's a new environment. And you're just in the middle of the city centre and all of that environment and it's just great. And he loves the fountains again and wonder around there's always somewhere nice to go to eat in Birmingham so he loves that and then we yeah, like he... um think tank as well especially oh, mini brom a hundred percent so that's a just a, a like a little uh version of the city isn't it that's like yeah, a role play it's, world it's I try and explain it to people and they're like what and I'm like it's like they've basically got an immersive play so if you're about two or three I'd say it's the perfect age for that yes they've got a mini um, construction zone they've got a mini vet they've got a mini a shop at a supermarket a hair salon they've got um, a a mechanics like a 
garage. They've got everything and it's almost like the little ones can just play and it's just designed for them to just take their shoes off and go and immerse themselves completely in that on the top floor. And it is great for them. Um, and yeah, I think for the cost of it, again, this is somewhere that if you're, I think think tanks are linked to the museums in the fact that you can get an annual pass and it links to everything. Yes. So you can get an annual pass for the Birmingham Museums and Art Galleries and think tanks included, um, the main museum in towns included. And I think they've got seven or eight other so venues. So there'll be like Aston Hall and Sally Manor in there as well. Sally Manor, yes, and the so, Jewelry Quarter Museum. Exactly. So you can go and explore all those different places. And think tank, we love, again, all the, there's all those mechanics downstairs. I think there's three or four floors. Three yes. Or four. They've got like a life-size locomotive engine. They've got a Spitfire hanging up in the ceiling. And I'm very passionate about Birmingham, as you can tell. So I'm like, we've got Spitfire Islands in Birmingham. They were manufactured just down the road. This is what the people of Birmingham built. And I I, I really love that. And um, the think tank, I remember taking my mum and we we looked because they've got one of the old trams. And because we live down in the south, my dad still remembers getting on a tram like that from the city centre and going all the way to the Licky Hills. And it was kind of considered like a little fun day, like a bank holiday yes. excursion to get on the tram, go all the way to the Licky Hills. And if anyone knows that the Licky Hills, the, the, there's a Chinese restaurant, which is the old terminus that the trams used to turn around. Ah. But the fact that there's that old tram there that's real and it's in living memory for my family members I love the fact that my dad can then tell Arlo's stories about that and it keeps the magic alive. And that's that's our history. So it's not just, oh, it's education and it's Egyptians and it's history you need to know about. This is history that's relevant to yes, the people to of Birmingham. And it, and it sparks those conversations and it bridges the generations. But then there's also all these other crazy things. So like next to Mini Brum on the top floor, they've got these insane robots and they've got this planetarium. So you can just sit back and then you can watch the stars and think about space travel. And it's so inspiring. Uh, And they've got everything in between. They've got displays with things like mobile phones. And you can look at how technology has advanced in the fact that there's like one of the first iPhones compared to the newest things now. And I mean, it's the places where there's so much to look to learn and absorb. But they make it really fun. Like you can explore inside the human body, can't you? Oh, that's one of the best. So they've got this bit for digestion. Yes. And looking at the digestion system and the kids think it's amazing that you can press a button and that it makes like the noise of a poo dropping into the toilet and a splash. <laughs> and that, honestly, like for at age four, Arlo's like running backwards and pressing this button and he thinks it's amazing, but do you know what? I've said them like, well, yeah, no, this is the digestive system. That's how it works. You're learning about it. And, but he yeah. thinks it's fascinating. And then there's <laughs> things about brushing teeth and, and and they've even got, and I think it's amazing, they've got um, a brain. So someone's mm. obviously donated their brain to medical science and it's on display. And the conversations we've had about the human brain, and I just think it's fascinating. And the way that they've done everything in there and all the exhibits, it's just it's incredible and there's just so much have you been to the garden outside I was going to say we've not even mentioned the science garden that is so hands-on isn't it yeah it's it's unlike any other play area I've ever been to in the fact that it's just there's they've got a really fabulous water table if you've got little ones that love water um and if you've got little one I mean I know it's really hard and we haven't mentioned this yet for people that have um got 
kids that have different sensory needs. Yeah, it's one of those places where the kids can play and um, explore different things at their own pace. And there's just so much. They've got um, like a real hamster wheel. They've got like chairs. It's not like a swing, but you're on a chair with pulleys, and you have to pull the ropes to go up and down. So. And like things like a balls and this big machine structure that you have to, you can't just play with it on your own. You end up meeting new families and, and so making friends. Yeah. yeah. So someone's turning a wheel to get a ball to go up, but someone else has to spin another wheel opposite. And you're kind of working in a team to get these things to move and ring a bell. And I'm sure, um, again, have to check the websites, but I think that they do something where they have access to the garden on different days for free um, or in the afternoon you can pay a different price and just they go to the garden. They used to do it after school. I, I, I know it kind of stopped during the pandemic, but I don't know whether it's restarted again. So, yeah, worth looking to see. When you say about um, sensory places there's the have you ever been to the bomb gallery um and cafe it's just just tucked behind ball ring you wouldn't know it was there but it's an autism friendly cafe and media and gallery space which is really lovely and they have gone to a lot of trouble to make everything quiet and muted like muted sounds dim lighting it's just very very calm lovely place to be I think it's fabulous. I often talk to companies about this. I I think we went to like a mini golf attraction. It's in the ball ring now and they have a sensory day. So it's, I think it's, you'll have to double check, but I think it's one of the first Sundays in the month or the second Sunday in the month. And they have a session where the lights are off. It's not so dark. um, It's a little bit quieter. And then some of these places like, um, I think the trampoline parks do it as well. Yes, Um, and the Sea Life Centre, I think. Yeah, Sea Life as well. I think it's great to make all of these places accessible for everyone because one thing I've noticed now that Arlo's in school is that we have to visit places on the weekend or during the school holidays and they can get manic. Um, So if if you're looking for that kind of thing, I think it's really great that a lot of attractions around the city centre are are focusing on different families' needs. Yes, definitely. It's nice to see them making themselves accessible to everybody. And uh, it's funny you were saying about the, the, the think tank, which is obviously the Science Museum. Have you ever been to Ingenuity in Ironbridge? No. Oh, my gosh, you mentioned all these places I need to go to. That is a science museum in, in Ironbridge, but it really reminds me of the old science museum. I don't know if you ever went to the old science museum in Birmingham. The but old, just, old one, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> just it's like stepping back in time and it's really hands-on and the kids can try all of these different experiments and different things with engineering and uh, it's it's amazing. Oh, wow. That reminds me of what's the one in Dudley calls um, uh, the Black Country Museum. Yes. Oh, my gosh, that place... All I will say is if you go into the Black Country Museum, never mind everything else about all the history, you have to go to the chip shop. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Fish and chips, <laughs> I they're think the best. If, yes. if people are listening to this and they're not from Birmingham, they won't really know what orange chips are. <laughs> and orange chips are a local delicacy that are almost, it's the chips, the potato has been dipped in batter before it's fried. Um, and the batter, I don't know what they do. It's just insane. So if you really want... If you want the best fish and chips you've ever had in your life, you have to go to the Black Country Museum. Yes. Um, And the Black Country Museum, if you want to know all about that, I will say they've got a really good TikTok account. (laughs) It's absolutely insane. Yes. So it's, it's an immersive experience, isn't it? So you, they've got all sorts of different old buildings, almost like Victorian schoolhouses and 
bits and bobs. And the the staff that work there are all, uh, I don't know whether they're trained actors or whether they just love their job, but they're all in in costume, in character, as you wander around. So you will meet people like an ironmonger, you'll meet, it's just insane. It's like a fabulous immersive experience. But if you're not sure, have a look at their TikTok and you'll you'll know what I mean. <laughs> and you, yeah, uh, it's just crazy. I love it there. It's really good favorites. fun, isn't it? And you can have yeah. a ride on a narrow boat as well, can't you, through the old tunnels? Yeah. And just learn so much. I think it's because people often say, like, why is the black country called the black country? What what do you mean? And it's obviously Birmingham and the black country. We have such a strong past with um, industry uh, that during like the Victorian times, the Industrial Revolution, it was so smuggy that basically it was just soot and blackness from all of this industry just made everything black, the trees and all of that. So that's why it's called the black country or so the story goes, I might be completely wrong, but that's what we get told in history at school, in primary school. So that's why it's called the black country. And it's, they're two distinct areas. Birmingham is not the black country, just like if you live in Kent, you don't live in London. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a great place to explore. And just down the road from the Black Country Museum is Dudley Zoo and Castle. Yes. Um, and it's really funny, actually, because I looked at some of the reviews and Dudley Zoo is on the site of the castle. And the, the original zoo was built during um, the 60s when all of that weird, um, I think they call it the the Technics architecture. Um, and it's this weird concrete architecture that almost like Birmingham's famous for as well. And so a lot of people are put off by that. But if you do a little bit of research before you visit the zoo, you'll understand the design process. And actually, a lot of these exhibits are protected buildings because they're from this this period of design and architecture but they've had to the buildings are protected and the design but they're not appropriate for animals as we would consider now in the environment so there's a lot of work that they've done to repurpose I mean when I was there I remember seeing I think it was a polar bear or a bear in one of these and you would never do that now so they've repurposed all of these exhibitions and made them suitable for different animals and the work that they do in terms of ecology, education, and um, a lot of the trying to look after endangered species is fascinating. I think it's such a good day out at Dudley Zoo. Um, but people often think, oh, it's really dated and it's a strange environment. But I'm really passionate about Dudley Zoo. I think it's such yeah, a lovely I day like out. Yeah, I You can see it right from the entrance. It's an interesting design, isn't it? And, and I know there's a lot of work going on there this year, lots of redevelopment work and how you're going to view the animals differently. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. But they've got they've got some big animals. They've got giraffes there. They've got lions. They've got the best flamingos. The best flamingos in the Midlands are at Dudley Zoo. We love those. <laughs> um, yeah, it's such a great place to explore. And of course, there's Twycross Zoo as well, which does a lot for conservation. Yes, yeah. So Twycross is one of our favourite places to look at during lockdown. They did loads of different um, things um, for the kids yes. to look at. Um, so yeah, it's again you don't realise it. We're so lucky to live here and have so many places within like an hour's drive it's it's great isn't it it is there's so much to choose from yeah definitely and i haven't even mentioned cotswolds wildlife park that's beautiful we love they, that yeah they have um you pull up and they've got rhinos in this big paddock right in front of this like stately home house and that's just insane and they've got the best play areas i've ever seen I think there's a maze there as well isn't there yeah they've got loads and they've got like a farmyard as well yes. and they've got they've got um lions and um giraffes over the back and then they've got like um a really cool um ornate garden with monkeys and things and they've got um little mini wolverines as well um so Arlo just loves that place that's a that's a lovely day out and we we try to fit in 
that date when the Cotswold lavender fields are in bloom. Oh, oh I've seen your post about that. That looks beautiful. Yeah, so I want we to love get all of these different places. So the lavender fields are only open for a short period. Obviously, it changes every year depending on the weathers and the seasons. But it's essentially just a lavender field. So you're going to go and take a lovely, pretty picture, have a wonder around. But if you're in the area, then it's a really good place to go and fit that in on the same day and have a wonder around. Um, so that's my top tip there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's a really nice one. And then another place that we really love, um, and if anyone loves dinosaur trails, is a place called All Things Wild. Um, oh, yes. And that is lovely. I mean, this is, it's not one of these big, it's not a Merlin attraction. It's its very small and very independent. Um, and they've just got this big land, this farmland, and it's like they're just continually adding. And I love this place because it's got one of the best indoor soft plays places if it's a rainy day and they have like a barefoot trail the best mud kitchen you've ever seen the kids absolutely love it and they've just got all these different play areas and they've got a big field with dinosaurs as well and um, whereabouts is that i'm just trying to see. it is kind of if you go over it's towards south birmingham and you go out of south birmingham past cofton and past hagley it's that way yes um, yes so it's about 45 minutes. I'd probably say past Evesham and Persia. Um, so it's, oh, yeah, yes, it, I think it is Evesham way, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that is a really good um, day out. Um, again, I'd probably picture out of the younger children because it is more like a farm, but they've just got all, you're kind of wondering around. You're like, oh my God, they've got more animals, like porcupines. <laughs> and where did that llama and that goat come from? It's insane. But that's almost like a farm, a farmyard that's just gone, extra and I don't know how that's happened whether people have just asked the owners to be like can you look after this animal or yeah it's just going to grow yeah, another one we just... like that sounds a bit like that with barefoot walks is conkers in the east midlands oh, yes which conkers is great is so good. do you know what I will say conkers always comes up on groupon so if anyone's um, got groupon or voucher cloud or anything like that conkers always comes up and the tickets are really good value anyway um but there's just so much to do there, isn't there? And it's a really good outdoor place. Yeah, there's a little train there and you can do like high rope trail and an assault course. It's very outdoorsy and lots lots to do. I think there's a beach there in the summer as well. Yeah, because there's just so much to do. And it's one of those places that you can visit a few times. They do an annual pass as well, actually. So that's another one. There used to be like a stay and play Um a voucher I don't know whether that's available still where you could go to there you could go to several attractions in that area and stay in a hotel and it was a really good deal yeah so that's so worth looking into as well I think, I think uh, Twin Lakes is included in that isn't it, it? it is yeah. yeah and of course the really good one in that area is the National Space Museum yes uh, National Space Centre I think it is yeah and um, that's that's a fantastic day and I think actually when you buy a ticket there you get an annual pass or you get a return pass yeah there's so that's many that's good value as well I'm at that stage now, it's January, and I've started planning things in for the year. And what I will say is when there's different events, like um, half-term trails, Halloween events, whenever they come up, you do have to book quite soon, and Christmas. But I'm collecting at the moment, like I'm looking at cereal boxes. I'm looking mm. at, I mean, if you haven't thrown away selection boxes from Christmas, keep an eye on the packaging, tomato sauces for pastas. There's always two-for-one vouchers everywhere to look for. Especially um, for the Merlin the attractions. Yeah, yes. Merlin attractions keeping out in the newspapers um and where else oh if you supermarket vouchers if you've got any cards for supermarkets you can use points and things um so there's always ways to get to get places that are better value for money <laughs> yes 
Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, um, it is hard, like, trying to plan these things in. There's so many big days, but then there's so many smaller ones. Um, yeah, so that are free. Like, if you want somewhere to go when it's rainy, the Lapworth Museum is really good in Birmingham. That's yes. full of science exhibitions. Uh, you can go and see kind of um, animal schools and and, yeah. and fossils. Oh, yeah. That's part of the University of Birmingham, as yeah. is the Barber Institute, which is the art gallery. Again, that's free to go into. Yeah, it's just they're such nice places to explore. And I think Arlo's already, he's only in reception, but they're doing like themes and projects. So if you've got a little one that's looking at the Tudors, for example, you can just kind of have a mooch to see if there's any portraits or anything up. And if it's relevant and they can link it back to what they're doing in school, it kind of makes sense and it really resonates with them. It does. And it's um, it's quite fascinating, actually. Um, We love Warwick Castle and the horrible histories maze. Oh, we do as well. But as I was walking around with my nephew, he's, I think he was at eight at the time, and he was schooling me on the Romans and he was telling me all about the Romans and, and also about the First World War dugouts and, and, and the trenches. So he was able to tell me about things he'd put learn in school and put it into sort of context which was absolutely fascinating for me that's and, um, brilliant and to see how different ages get different things out of it I took my kids to the dungeons there oh. <laughs> which they found quite that's quite scary it's scary isn't it yeah but it was an exciting day um and yeah it was it was it's very well done there the dungeons yeah, I mean, I've been lucky enough to work with Warwick Castle previously and we, uh, they literally pull the stops out when it comes to events, Christmas yes. and Halloween. It is, I mean, the castle's beautiful um, and if you like birds, their display, so you can just visit the castle and wander around the grounds, but included in your ticket price, they normally host things throughout the day and the Bird of Prey show is, if you're at Warwick Castle, you have to see this show and it's, I can't even explain it in the way that the birds that they've got are so big. I didn't know that birds with a wingspan that big could exist. And they, <laughs> they're they so well trained and they free fly them over the crowds. And so the, the, the owls fly so low that their feathers are almost touching the top of your head. And it is crazy because you just don't know where they're coming from and, and what's happening. And the kids go wild for that. They absolutely go wild. Um, and That's then obviously, just beautiful, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And what then, an think, experience. And they do oh, the 100%. War of the Roses there as well, don't they? Yeah, they so of... they have this live jousting experience where you're standing and watching. I mean, they're all actors on horseback um, and they, they get you as if, you know, you're on one side, you're on the Lancasters or the House of York, depending on which side yes, you're standing on. It. And it's just crazy. And you're cheering on and you're, it, it's almost like watching a show, but you're in it and you're watching them on horseback. And it's, it, it's great. So they have that in the day. And I went to one a couple of years ago where it was a dragon theme. So this was an event that they held in the evening because they have all street food and all sorts there. So you're watching jousting and you're you're having that experience and they're telling this story. And then they had the whole crowd walk back to the castle and you sit you sit in the grounds of the middle of the castle and then they projected this dragon onto the walls. And it was it was at the time when Game of Thrones was on and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in it. I'm Daenerys Targaryen. This is amazing. There was fire and it's the work that they put into making the most of that backdrop that they've got is absolutely, it, it's unrivaled. And I think the ticket prices for that are, are so worth it. But again, Warwick Castle's part of Merlin. Yes. So if you're looking so at you Merlin and your pass again. and you're, you know, you want to go to Lego or you want to go to Alton Towers, 
Warwick Castle's included in that as well as Sea Life Centre. So it's if you if you're looking and you're in the Midlands and you're thinking, oh, is it worth it? All these different days out that would be twenty thirty pound a ticket. It's great value, really, when you add it all up. Yeah, yeah, and that one's definitely well worth a look. And of course, there's Cadbury World in Bourville, which is really easy to get to from Birmingham City Centre. There's lots of different zones to explore here. You can have a go at your own chocolate making. You can walk through the Aztec jungle. You can hear all about the history of the Cadbury family and what they did for Birmingham. Um, You can go into the world's biggest Cadbury shop. And there's also the Cadbury Cafe as well, plus a great children's area and a 4D cinema. Oh, well, it's been fantastic talking to you, Lavanya. Thank you so much for joining us again on the podcast. (laughs) That's okay, no problems. (laughs) And I hope you have a really lovely year of event planning with Arlo. I feel lots of adventures coming up. Me too. I hope I meet people when we're out and about in Birmingham. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Thank you very much. You can read our full guide on the Brummy Mummies Facebook page and on the Birmingham Live website. Also head over to Lavania's blog, arloriverrex.com, to see more of her adventures with her son Arlo. Brummy Mummies is a laudable production brought to you by Brummy Mummies and Birmingham Live. You can download or stream the podcast on all major platforms, including Spotify and Apple. See you next time. <laughs>